Welcome everybody to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today we're going to be talking about what it takes to have a successful business for over a decade in the IT industry. With me today is Morgan McCollum. He is the managing partner over at Shift Support. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, before we get into what it is that you're doing at Shift Support, I would love to hear your thoughts on what every entrepreneur needs to know. Do you have three things for me? Sure. I I think over my experience and time in the industry, something that's been overlooked is being able to inspire other people to honestly think about them taking over your roles. Hmm. And honestly, when you're growing a company, your goal is to wanting to grow and you want to be able to pass on your experience, your knowledge, your everything, your customers, and you want to grow your company. Being okay with giving people those skills so that they can take that cart and take it away from you has actually been a really cool skill on my end to be able to pass that off and it inspires our team to grow over and above maybe what I'm capable of, which is helpful for our team. Yeah, absolutely. A second thing would be to be okay to say no. I think that's a, that's a huge part in my life that when I first started this about 12 years ago, I was saying yes to everyone, every single client, anything, any problem people had, I'm like, I was the yes man. Yep. And that gets you in trouble. And it actually makes you more professional by being, being okay to say no to an opportunity because you don't feel like it's the right fit. And if you're able to refer that business out to someone who is supposed to be saying yes to that, you gain referral and reputation way more than being able to say yes to everything. Yeah, good point. And I think the third thing was always keep your goals in mind for the company and always be challenging yourself. If someone's like, I want to, you know, we need to make a million this year. Great. But by the time you get to the end of that year, what are your goals for the next year? Five years. Don't sell yourself short for how you want to grow and plan your business because saying I want to do five million in ten years total or something, then you're you're able to scale that plan out a lot farther than you think instead of just something very time locked of a twelve month span. Yeah. So plan farther than you think, be a little bit ambitious, and that's what we have found is uh, the tool that we've needed to grow. So we're just uh, coming into the end of the calendar year 2022 uh, at the time of recording this. When is it that you usually do your your planning then? So Mike and I, my business partner, Michael Alexander, we plan every quarter and we plan quarter by quarter. And we also do a yearly yearly plan for the next year. But what we pride ourselves on is our big, hairy, audacious goal. And there's a scaling up and traction. They're two different business models. We've gone in the scaling up world. And it's the Rockefeller method. But there's a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. It's a 15-year plan. And we measure the growth and success of our business based off of the growth and success of our customers. Mm -hmm. So we measure it off of for every single employee that our, our customers hire, that's a plus one for us. So in 15 years, we're shooting for 25,000. 25,000 employee growth amongst your client base. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So if we onboard a company that has 10 people yep. and they hire one person, that's a plus one for us, not gotcha. 10, yep. not, not 11. So yep. it's, it's ambitious, but it's a goal based on the success of our customers. 
Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. That's uh, not something that you hear very often. Uh, so I think I might adopt that, borrow that from you in our company, because I mean, one of the things that we have internally in terms of, of just the way that we approach our businesses, we're very much focused on the results of our client, but we haven't institutionalized that within our goal setting, which is really interesting in that next step. So I, I love what you're doing there. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, is that and did uh, you say that that's the Rockefeller um, method or or where did you get that from? Yeah, so there's a book called Scaling Up. Okay. And in there is it it used to be uh, I don't know what it was called before, but the Rockefeller method I believe that's what it's called. That there's okay. uh, when you buy the book there's a PDF that they can send you that's a large printout and it's it's a big sheet and it it breaks it down to your one three five and then fifteen year plans and how you want to go through those plans based on different categories of how you feel is are phases on how to grow your company in different ways. It lets you visualize from a bird's eye view on one sheet of paper on what you're thinking about doing for the next 15 years, which sounds ridiculous, but as long as you're thinking that far in advance, if you just set the plan, you then you just carry it out. Yeah, yeah, just keep chipping away at it, right? One, yep. one quarter at a time, but it sounds like things. Yeah, awesome. Right. Okay, so shift support. What is it that you guys do over there and, and what problems are you trying to solve? Right, so we're, for a long time, we've been trying to change the IT game. And formerly in our space, IT used to be just changing a motherboard in a computer. It used okay. to be very reactive, yeah. just like when you call 911 or get an ambulance. They don't do, ambulances don't give you proactive help. So we've been in the industry for a long time trying to change the mentality of our customers and the industry to make sure that people understand that we're there to help them and we're there to be their partner. And I think that's the key word is being a vendor or a partner. Hmm. And we help our go ahead. I was just going to say, and very much proactive, it sounds like as well. It's not the reactive, uh, something breaks, call us. It's bring us in before something breaks, right? Exactly. And we, because we're planning 15 years out for the success of our company, we might as well be planning out three, five, seven years of the success of our customers' companies. Because if we can help them grow and help them evolve from using technology, we're going to be partners with them for years to come. And mm -hmm. every business wants to make money. We just don't benefit by making short money because you don't, you want to come in and quote a really high price for a project and then try and sell it and run away and make all this money. You're not developing a relationship. Yeah. So you might as well charge the right price for the right project for the client when they double in size and you do another project for them. Now your, your project is probably going to be double at that point. You're going to continue making money and you have a good relationship and you have a good reputation, they're, you're now going to be referred to their peers because they're happy with your service. And that's been a huge part for us to be able to grow and continue the success of our team and the vision and the ethics that we preach to our team and our, all of our customers is the long-term partnership instead of just that short-term reactive, put in a ticket, fix the problem, close the ticket. Why don't you dig into why that ticket happened in the first place? Mm -hmm. Why don't you help about maybe there's a bigger problem at hand and everyone's just applying Band-Aids. So now I'm curious, in the 12 years that you've been doing this, was that 
kind of the approach that you took right at the very start of your business, or is this something that has evolved to this point where you're you're really approaching IT services in a in a different way than I hear a lot of other IT companies doing so? For sure, Lance. It's funny you say that because when I first started, I literally had no idea what I was doing. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll be honest because when everybody starts their career, I just had this feeling like I wanted, I actually told myself, I want to start my own consulting firm. I didn't know what that meant because I was going through college and I, I really had a passion for technology, but I didn't, I'm, obviously I didn't go to school for business because I had a passion for technology. And after I got my degree at Nate, I then realized that, you know, I want to do this, but what vehicle can I use to help people? And yeah. I knew that if I could help companies one by one, I started seeing them evolve and I really cared about them. I poured my heart and soul into them, obviously saying yes all the time. Yeah. I started realizing that my actions had results and not consequences. I, I was able to see companies grow and because I was helping them. So it was, it was great to be able to be in that place to start evolving my dream as it has come up to today. But no, yeah. it did not start that way, and I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's normal. It's, it's totally normal for, for that uh, vision to really solidify itself well into the, the journey, right? So, um, so you're 12 years in. At what point do you, can you recall where it's like, I, I've, got, I've got to figure it out. This is, this is really the angle that we're going to take to this business because nobody else is really approaching it in the same way in terms of really putting the customer's growth in, in, at the heart of the IT question, I guess. Right. So that, and, and good point. So throughout my career and growing uh, shift support from what it was previously named as, I realized that I myself could only grow and help so many people. So when I partnered up with Mike about three years ago and we changed the name to Shift Support, I realized that when I was partnering with Mike, we were able to help more people. I could only help so many people myself. And I was plateaued, I was pinned, I was limited, and I didn't have that business experience to be able to preach to more companies and be able to and and then hire more hands and our team members to be able to help people. So partnering with Mike and hiring some employees We've grown a lot in the last three years, and come 2020 during COVID, it was very surprising. We were extremely busy helping a ton of companies understand and evolve and breathe through this modern, weird work-from-home world. Yeah, completely, right? I mean, that that created such a huge uh, shift in the way that, I'm sorry the, to, to use it, the, the, hey. the term there, but I mean, it's, yeah, good name, uh, but a huge shift in the way that businesses were using technology and the way that they were trying to manage some of those remote, remote workers, yep. but then also the security issues and then the, the, just the support issues that come along with that when the people are, are distributed across a city or a country. So um, is that, like I imagine the growth that came, a lot of it was driven by those challenges that those businesses were doing or having. And then you guys were obviously able to parlay that in the most recent year or two, eh? Yeah, exactly. And we, we noticed that companies, uh, our customers that have been around for a long time, we've been preparing them through 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019. Yep. We've been preparing them to a laptop, docking station, portable, VPN, Wi-Fi, a very uh, portable lifestyle as yep. being an employee. And we convinced them that 
a standard laptop docking station monitors or a desktop with monitors, the laptop solution is a lot more expensive per employee. Mm-hmm. So it's a justification when in 2015, 2017, before COVID, it wasn't really needed yet. It was a nice to have for the managers, but there was a few companies that we knew would be really benefit from that. So it was a long play. But then all of a sudden, March 17, 2020, that within a week, the owners of some of these companies emailed me directly saying, we just went home and connected. And there was no disruption. We just kept on working. And like they were very thankful for us to have at the beginning forced, but then pushed them and encouraged them and inspired them into a different business model that does cost more, but it has a reason to be portable and it really paid off for those relationships. Yeah, most definitely. So I'm curious uh, if I could go back to, you mentioned uh, partnering then with with Mike about three years ago. So just before the pandemic started, it sounds like, right? Is that that the timeline, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so when you were, uh, you know, at the time looking at expanding your business and it's like, okay, I I need uh, to have some more senior, uh, you know, support here in terms of of a partner. what I, I guess as you were going through and evaluating the different options as to what that could look like, what made you decide on the model of bringing in somebody externally as opposed to promoting somebody from within um, and, uh, and and arriving at uh, might be in the right choice for a partner, I guess? For sure. So uh, from a personal perspective, Mike and I have been best friends for uh, 16 years. We were Um, Mike was my best man in August when I got married. I was his best man in 2014. We've been camping for 15 years. We've both been in, uh, he has been through a few different tech companies to get a lot of sales and business experience. Plus he's very smart technically. And partnering with him was actually me in 2017, 2018. Just say, just like waving my hand and saying, you know, Mike, whenever you're ready, Let's let's go do really cool things like just let me know when you're ready to partner up because I didn't have anybody else in mind that I wanted to do this with. Yeah. And I found the situation where I, I if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. And we've never been the cheapest. We never will. I, we don't have time for that. We have to, we only have time for the right solution. And especially the right solution for me was partnering with Mike or potentially a career change. And I was really at a point in my life that I've been doing it for about nine, ten years. And I said, you know, I, I'm at the plateau of my career of the amount of customers that I can help. Either I shift gears, <laughs> no pun, and expand, grow, partner, evolve, hire, or I take this in a different direction and maybe hand off my clients to another colleague that I think might be a, might be a good fit for them and yeah. go in a different direction. But I, I still had that fiery passion to just love helping businesses grow because I love seeing them evolve using technology. But it's just it's like I have a paintbrush with a blank slate and I can I can paint them a picture of what I believe. And that's just my opinion. But what I believe is a, is a really good fit. And I just wanted to do that more. Yeah. 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 Really cool. And so three years working with your best friend. Get real with me here. Has there been some challenging moments and how did you guys navigate through those challenging moments then from a partner perspective? Very good point. Good point. So we actually work really well together. We do have uh, disagreements, but they're very constructive. 
and we do things differently, which is great. I do not want to partner with someone who's the same as me. Yeah. Mike is very smart in some ways and I'm I'm better in some ways and we complement each other very well and I we both of us love to challenge each other on doing something the best way. And the best way we both have disagreements sometimes on what that direction is because that's someone's opinion. But with our experience together in the industry, we're usually heading off in a direction and very similar thoughts, but then we both agree, we're like, we should take the client there rather than any of these options over here. We yep. just have to decide what flavor to go. And it's it's awesome to have his experience and we're talking all day, exchanging emails, drafting emails, partnering, like our whole team talks a lot and we pride ourselves at Shift to have a crazy open table, open door policy, open communication, and always feedback, always ideas. There's never a stupid question. It's always been the relationship that Mike and I have had is the same way we work with all of our staff to just, if you have an idea, that's why we have a whiteboard full-time on the floor in the office. If you have an idea, get writing. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. I love it. That uh, that openness and, and encouraging uh, the team to really provide that that input and to be heard and to ideate, right? I mean, it's so empowering for them. And so it creates a really great culture, uh, I would think anyway. Uh, so I, a question for you in terms of that big, hairy, audacious goal that you have. Yes. Uh, it was 25,000, right? Is that what yep. it was? 25,000 uh, additional employees by your client base in 15 years, was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, you can tell I'm paying attention. This is good, right? There you uh, go. It, it, anyway, um, I th I just I'm curious. What do you think will be the biggest obstacle to you achieving that, and how are you going to overcome that obstacle? Right. So, it uh, good point. So it comes down to a situation where there's a psychology in entrepreneurs that right around the 50, 60 people in uh, in in a, in a company. Yep. They there's still a human psychology of thinking they need someone on site and full time for IT. Someone sitting there in the office just banging away at a keyboard and you're paying them full time throughout the entire year. Yeah. Like a lot of other services, they're changing to consultants, hire them when you need to and and get out of the business and and not charge them all day for those services. To circle back, we find that that has been a really big transition that the convincing business owners at that business size can still leverage a remote consultant team like shift rather than needing to hire someone at a, a yearly salary who doesn't have the experience that a team does. Mm -hmm. And if we can, that's going to be our biggest obstacle and always has been convincing, not really convincing is not the right word. It's more trying to inspire the knowledge on the advantages of hiring a team rather than a single person yep. for the same price yep. where you have the planning, tools, knowledge, experience all packaged into one monthly price to grow yep. that business. Because if a company is going to grow by 5%, that means a lot more to us with a larger company than a smaller company. But in the past, we've taken companies from three people up to 30. Mm -hmm. uh, on our on our fleet. So the percentage change for the company might be the same, but that actually means more users for our goal in the future. 
Yeah. So, so it sounds like you're going to prioritize starting to work with larger companies. Um, obviously, you're still going to be working with the 30 uh, person companies and, and probably some less than that. But that will be part instrumental in you guys reaching your goal within the time frame that you have is to really uh, help larger companies even grow faster. Yeah, we would love to help larger companies, but I don't want to guide away from the fact that we have clients that are one, two, three people. Yeah. Because yeah. for them to go from two to four, they've doubled. That's really yeah. big for them. It's only two people for us, but that makes the same difference for us of growing a 50 person up to 60 yeah. as going two up to four. Mm-hmm. And it may seem like, oh, all, all IT companies want really big companies. We actually love helping the smaller ones because they're also a really good referral network. Yeah. If yeah. they really enjoy the service that we're giving and when, you know, whenever they put in tickets, we're available. Otherwise, give us a call if you need us. Mm-hmm. They're also a fantastic referral network to tell their friends if they're having troubles, call us. Yeah. And that expands our business as well. Yeah. So um, your model is very, very similar to what ours is in terms of the way that we um, function, but also the way that we uh, promote ourselves and we market ourselves as well. Very much the same thing where it's instead of hiring that uh, marketing team or uh, or for smaller organizations, maybe they just have one or two people that are that are part of it um, who have very limited experience or expertise, right? Because marketing is a very broad uh, topic, just like IT is. And so you need to have, in order to have a full complement of the expertise, a lot of different people, a lot of different experts to be able to contribute to that. And so uh, you're never going to get that as an individual company when you're just hiring, you know, one person or a couple people. And so we pitch ourselves very similarly, where it's instead of paying that full-time employee, you can get the, um, you know, the resources of a full team for a very similar price. And so, um, and you mentioned the referrals and and so on. Um, What do you do um, to, I guess, uh, market yourself? I I know you mentioned the referrals, but let's talk about the rest of the marketing package. I'm just really, really curious about that in terms of how do you grow your customer base? For sure. So beyond referrals, I think our social media uh strategies are based around security that's really one of the pillars of our business that we focus on is security we because we want to help people the the part that comes right beside that is making sure that they're secure doing whatever they do in their business if it's mm-hmm. very simple or all different types of businesses that we support we find that security is the biggest action right now in the last few years because everybody is getting compromised yeah. Everybody is trying, there's huge groups of people trying to take advantage of all of our customers all the time. Passwords, MFA, you know, access, logins, don't write your password down on a post-it note. It's a very weird, wild world. And going back to what you were saying about uh, this, you, you have similar values in-house, if you were to hire someone internally in your company as marketing full-time and pay them a yearly salary, yes, their skill level is X when they start, but if you take two of those and you say you hire Ample Media as a consultant or you hire that employee in-house, how much does that skill level grow from day one and move on? It's also very limited. How much could that one person as an employee grow? Yeah. And yeah. the reason I'm saying that is that in, in today's weird, modern technological world, how much can one employee 
understand the entire market of security to know what's good and what's fake mm -hmm. from the tools to use the best way to help the company and we find that's a really big struggle and i don't blame anyone individually for not being able to keep up with this because it is a crazy fast world yeah completely and i've never actually thought about it in terms of the growth of the individual employee that's a really interesting angle that you mentioned there because that is so true um, and not only is it true that that employee you're expecting a lot in terms of them really understanding a, a highly technical and very quickly evolving industry, um, but you're also exposing yourself to a tremendous amount of risk because if you spend the time and effort in training them or investing in their training uh, so that they can become, you know, legitimately an expert um, in, in one area and then they leave, that's, that's also, you know, it's such a huge risk that these businesses have where when they're outsourcing to a company like yours or a company like ours and and all the rest of them out there that are offering uh the consulting services it, it's just uh you're insulated from that risk a bit right exactly and, and to compound on that if a company hires a single employee in a single department they're alone yeah, yeah. if you have one person in marketing doing social media and all your graphics and design and a bunch of other pillars that marketing would be taking care of eight to five, Monday to Friday, they're just kind of working alone in their office, maybe taking some courses. They're lonely yeah. and they, they don't, they might not even have the passion to grow their career. But if you're on a team inside of a consultant being hired into that company, the team can evolve with different skill levels like every company would have. And if the customer has a, a for us, a tier one, tier two, tier three issue or a project that they're thinking about, there's different people at Shift, and, and I would imagine different people at Ample Media to answer that call and, and be the right one to take that call to say, yeah. I, yep, this person is the right person to have that call with you and understand your need and unpack it. Yeah, completely. So I, I'm curious now just shifting back to your personal journey in terms of, uh, you know, what you've learned over the years as an entrepreneur. Um, what is it that is easier for you to do today now, 12 years into this business that, um, you know, might have been much more difficult for you in the earlier days of your business? What's easier today? Right. Good question. So uh, what's funny is that sometimes we we call ourselves that we help people and then we kind of help technology on the side, but mostly we help people. Mm -hmm. I'll get phone calls day and night all the time from our clients who might be panicked. They might be in a heightened state of concern. They got compromised. Someone got their password. Someone received an email and they th from them and they didn't send it. <laughs> I, I find that over time I need to be able to understand people better and know how to talk to someone, understand what, how I can help them in the moment and not fix. I've always been a fixer. So in the moment of trying to understand being in their shoes for a few minutes, explain to them where they're at, what their options are, and that we're here to help. Yeah. And taking that and then being able to delegate to the team that I trust in at shift and trading off that experience to be able to give suggestions and work through our team members to be able to help this person who's in concern. And then they come around and they're the ones to help the employee in stress. And then the employee feels better. Our employee feels that they helped them, which they did. I feel happy that our client is in a better headspace 
and that our employee was able to help someone, it ends up being this like, like right from the beginning of being able to delegate and being able to hand off your skills and being okay with that. It, it just compounds in every angle of feeling so good about how that situation went when they're the ones that called in. They needed help and I needed help actually, but I got help because I helped them through my team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, right? It's a different twisted psychology, but it is interesting that you think right from the beginning of, you know, IT used to be just motherboards and computers and call us if you need us. Yeah. It ends up being psychology and helping people through fears that they have of lack of knowledge we're that company that can help you through the longer term goal and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So as you've been growing your business, um, you know, we are learning things all the time. You referenced a book earlier. I think it was scaling up is what you, you referenced, yes. uh, as the book that obviously it, uh, resonated with you. Uh, where else do you find inspiration? Is there other books um, that really inspire you to become a better entrepreneur or more effective entrepreneur? Um, or is it people or, uh, you know, mentorship? What, what are you getting your inspiration? Right. So I'll be brutally honest. I, the salesy books are tough for me. They're, they're fluffy and I'm just being honest. And I find they, they're very specific to a situation of, inspiring someone to make them feel a certain way to follow a rubric of steps and i take with i take from those books what i feel might be valuable but uh, i have trouble with the books i think my best source of uh inspiration is actually other entrepreneurs yeah and i feel like when they are running their business and being more efficient day to day and treating their daily tasks and goals very seriously I think that is very impressive and it's attractive and it is something I want to follow and find a way I want to do that. And I take pieces from other entrepreneurs who I value as partners in my life and I find pieces from those and I want to build my goals and customize my goals personally and at Shift to try mm-hmm. and understand what I think looks good. Just like walking into a buffet and then you're like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. I'm just going to get a little bit of these pieces and now I have my plate. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah, is what yeah, I want to do yeah. from everything that I've seen. And I think talking to people and communicating and having conversations, having tough conversations, that is, uh, that's underrated. Mm-hmm. And it might be awkward when you start it, but you feel good having that and you can get out skills that other people are using, entrepreneurs, the things that people are doing in their life, you can take with pieces that you want to. And it's, uh, it's nice to plan out my life that way. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And I, I mean, that's really uh, in the, the essence of what we're trying to do here with this, this show with Amplify Your Business is, is really tease out those things that other is working for other people or some of the things that they had to do to uh, overcome challenges and so on. And is it something that somebody else can latch on to and go, huh, I like what Malcolm had to say about that. I'm going to try to do that in my business now. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm curious after 12 years, uh, now you have a new partner, but you have this really big goal um, that from a, what this success is going to look like for you from a business standpoint. I'm curious as an entrepreneur from a personal standpoint, what does success look like for you either day in and day out or your own personal lofty goal? Right. So I think, 
I think success would mean that it's it's actually not a destination. It's actually like a journey. Yeah. And I, I heard this analogy the other day. I'm not going to steal it, but the horizon line, you'll never get there. It's just something that you see and you use it as a guidance. And mm-hmm. if you keep on going, the, the horizon line stays the same, but you've actually made distance. You've made progress. I think success always needs to be morphed into something that isn't quite tangible yet, but it's still a goal. Yeah. And it's something that you can shoot for, you can evolve, you can you can add challenges to it, you can modify it depending on how your life is going. And I think that keeps me inspired day to day to try and find different ways to continue to help more people in a more efficient way. Uh, at Shift, we pride ourselves in leveraging a lot of automations. So mm-hmm. that can compound the amount of people that we can help on a daily basis by standardized scripts, automations, tools that we're using that can help us help at scale that we've tried and tested in-house and the success of those tools determine the success of how we can help more customers at scale. And that is something that we are very happy to use and stand behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. And so in terms of like extracting one more nugget of knowledge out of you in hopes that uh, your, our audience is going to find another piece there that they might be able to apply to their business. I'm curious if you had the opportunity to send a letter back in time to when you first started the business, what advice would you be giving yourself at that moment? For sure. So I think one big part is partnering or trusting earlier. Okay. And you're only around for so long. If you have the passion in the beginning to start to do what you want to do, I'm not saying grow and open up an office and hire 20 people, but partner up with people who you at the time believe have potential and take a risk. Yeah. And be careful. Don't don't go legally binding in with someone, but start talking. Start talking about ideas. Start. You only learn how to be successful after failing. Mm-hmm. And failing is... It's such a bad word these days. And if people start doing this entrepreneur thing and they start a company and they start helping people, if they're so scared of failing, they'll never be able to succeed. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest part of what I wish I knew when I started this is failing's okay, partnering up and connecting and trusting someone is okay as well. And you can grow quicker in a better way, in a more wholesome way. And you can affect change in a much bigger way. Yeah, great. I, I really, really appreciate you stressing that because that is definitely one of the challenges that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And that's why I wanted to probe into uh, that earlier on about how how you were went through that process of deciding to to you know bring on a partner. It, there's a lot of businesses that really struggle with not trusting uh, that are not wanting to let go uh, of, you know, some of the control. Um, and so it, it is a quick way of of inserting some extra expertise that you're going to be able to leverage then for the growth of your business, but also then obviously to serve your clients even better, right? And so it just becomes a, a better ecosystem if you can trust and, and jump into that. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, really love it. Well, thank you, Morgan. I really appreciate you taking the time today. If somebody wanted to connect to you um, for more advice or for IT services, what's the best way to uh, to reach you? Well, our contact information is on our website. I'm on LinkedIn, and that's probably the best way to reach out. But 
If anybody wants to have a chat, I'd love to connect. I love having conversations. I love just having open table chats and, and yeah, we're here to help. Sounds great. And that website is shift.support for those who are interested in yes. uh, checking out Morgan and the rest of the team and what they're doing over there. So thank you again, Morgan. Really appreciate it. And for those of you who are watching this today or listening today and you want to check out our archived episodes, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca or just search Amplify Your Business on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, everybody have a wonderful, prosperous day. Yeah.